Ball Podcast Network. Welcome back for the 18th episode of Whitlock and the Vaughn. The podcast is finally legal. Give us some cigarettes. Give us some porn. <laughs> no booze, but we're getting some guns. The podcast is legal, baby. Oh, yeah. We can um, vote. We can vote. And we're voting David Lee off the face of the earth. We're shooting him into the sun. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and to see him at the Oscars red carpet last night, unbelievable. You What? He yeah. Was a- <laughs> oh, yeah. You the, can't escape him. The WTA, uh, the Women's Tennis Tournament, is in uh, Indian Wells, California, which is right, basically right outside L.A. So a bunch of the uh, tennis players got to go. Oh, my God. Of course. Caroline Wozniacki showed up, and so did David Lee. So oh, yeah. He's everywhere. I am, of course, Aaron Whitlock. Across from me, as always, John, Cayman Vaughn. We're live on Periscope Mondays at 6. You know how we do. Podcast goes live Tuesdays at noon. You can tweet at the show, hashtag WATV. Any questions you want to send directly to your hosts, I'm at Aaron J. Whitlock. He's JK underscore the Vaughn. It feels very good to be back here in the the podcast studio, my safe space. Uh, I have been uh, highly triggered over the last few days. I've got UVA fans coming at me on Twitter. (laughs) I had to see my Spartans take a loss in Madison Square Garden, surrounded by Wolverines. Hostile uh, environment at MSG. Oh, it was it was getting very, very, very tense. Overheard at MSG had uh, somebody who was like, everybody's trying to act like they're civil, but I just want to punch them in the fucking face. And then uh, <laughs> uh, it was getting nasty. There were some Larry Larry Nasser comments uh, oh, yeah. overheard. You had, did you know that going in there would be some? I was hopeful I not to hear that. I mean, it was by, my by head, no means not the the large majority. I mean, we're talking literally uh, one or two people who I'm hearing in one section. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw an entire fan base under the bus for that. Most of the people around us were pretty respectful. Uh, a, a small group of people who can you know how that is give a bad bad name yeah. to a larger group, but. Uh, I would have had money that you totally would have heard comments. Yeah, like going sh- into it, I was like, I, I wonder how many people I had. I was thinking how many people will say something, not just to you, but like, because what? How many people? Like two rows, give you first two rows in front of you and behind you. How many? What was the percentage? Michigan, Michigan State. Just the section I was in, it was ninety percent Michigan. Really? Oh yeah, ninety. I mean, it, it varied wow. all throughout the stadium. Like if you would have gone over, was the stadium heavy Michigan? You couldn't really tell on TV. Uh, I'd say it was pretty well split. Maybe a little, maybe a 60-40 Michigan. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was heavy majority Michigan. No, it just, there were kind of little pockets. Like, if you went over three sections from where we were, there was a big Michigan State contingent. Um, Okay. But the section we were in was just heavy, heavy Michigan. My wife was giving me just, oh, way to pick the seats. Good spot we got here. Just surrounded by the amazing blue. No, especially with the Big Ten. There's no no way. There's nothing. And it was the first year they've done this at Big Ten week early. It was kind of a, you got to feel it out and see how, how it, it goes. Was. But it was a very cool event. Glad to be there. Got to see some future NBA talent, Mo Wagner, Miles Bridges, Jaren, Love me some Wagner, Jaren yeah. Jackson. So it was a lot of fun. Very cool experience. But we'll get into the NBA, get into the studs and duds. You know how we do it here. Studs, the guys you can't miss out on. Duds, the guys you got to fade. I'll start with Tuesday. And we're looking at uh, an interesting little matchup here. We have Denver and Dallas going at it. Two of the worst teams in the league at defending uh, yeah. defending point guards. But I am uh, I am heavily favoring Dennis Smith Jr. in this one. This one, uh, Smith's gotten back on track. He was off to a little bit of a slow start post All Star break, but he scored thirty more fan ball points in three consecutive games now. Uh, over those three games, he is seeing a huge, huge boost in usage. He not only leads the Mavericks at thirty percent, 
but uh, that also ranks top 20 in the NBA over that uh, that span. And I know that's not a huge sample size, just three games, but we know the Mavs are actively tanking. Cubans come out and said as much. Uh, I see no reason. I see no reason why Dallas doesn't just continue to put the ball in his hands, let him work. They want to keep racking up losses. They want to have him continue to develop. Uh, Smith has averaged 32 fan ball points in three matchups against the Nuggets this season. That's slightly below the 35 he'll need to hit his average, but given the boosted usage, I think we're talking one more basket, one more assist. I think he'll get there, potentially even get up into the 40s. My dud now on the flip side is going to be Jamal Murray. Like I just said, on paper, great matchup. Nuggets and Mavericks, they're ranked 26th and 25th in fan ball points allowed to point guards. Uh, but he's he's just struggled recently. Uh, Jamal Murray, that is. He's averaging 29 fan ball points over his last five games. Has not hit five and a half uh, times his value once during that time. Uh, he's a gifted scorer, but you look at his stat line and he's just not getting the rebounds. He's not getting the assists needed to get up over the 36 fan ball points that he needs. Uh, we talked about it. Obviously, Dallas struggles kind of across the board defensively, but in his three matchups against the Mavericks this season, Murray has averaged only 22 fan ball points per game and has not topped 28 in a single one of those. So I'm fading Jamal Murray, despite being what you might think a decent value. Some other guys to look at. Uh, Enos Cantor at 7,700 currently, and Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, Cantor is just blowing it up, averaging 37 fan ball points over his last 10 games. That's only four below the 41 he needs to hit his value. Uh, Cantor has, however, hit 41 fan ball points in four of his last five games. He has a double-double in eight of his last 10 games. And the two duds that are really responsible for bringing his overall average down came against Boston, which is arguably the best team defensively in the league, and then Golden State, who he only played 17 minutes again. He just he can't stay on the court against Golden State. No, I mean, they're too fast. <laughs> they're too fast. They switch on to him, and it's just game over. So, And in the games where he's able to stay on the court, he's been fantastic. Uh, Portland, been better than expected on the defensive end this season, or at least from a fantasy perspective. But they, uh, they're allowing the 10th most fan ball points to opposing centers at 38 a game. Uh, and over their last 10 contests, the Trailblazers are giving up 45 fan ball points a game to the position. Now, Quinn, a little more volatile, as you might expect. Uh, he's on a streak that I'm very uh, creatively called up the 14 or nothing streak. So over his, uh, over his last six games, Kyle Quinn has either scored 14 points on the nose or he's finished with less than four points. Straight wow. up. And alternating. Like, it's been, like, less than 4, 14. Less than 4, 14. Less than 4, 14. Uh, Knicks are a mess, man. Uh, there, there's something else. But in those three games where he's had 14 points, he's gone for 40, 31, and 24 fan ball points. So you got to like that at a guy who's only 4,400. Uh, decent matchup, once again, against Portland. If you need to save, if you can't pay up for Canner, you're doing some other things, it's, it's definitely an option, though a risky one. Uh, I'm looking at the Brooklyn Golden State game. I'm having, if I'm being completely honest, I'm having a really tough time narrowing it down to who I want to go with player wise, but I love this matchup. Uh, two of the fastest paced teams in the league in terms of tempo. You know, this is going to be high scoring. The last time these two teams met up this season, they combined for 229 points. Uh, but it's a little bit tough because Kevin Durant didn't play in that game, D'Angelo Russell didn't play in that game. So it's going to be a little different this time around. Um, and then, you know, we harp on the Nets. We harp on Brooklyn almost every week for oh, their man. inability to defend them. centers. Yeah. 
but it it doesn't uh, it doesn't really apply true. this much this week. Well, it's well, true, but against Golden State, no, you're right. Yeah, they don't no, deploy. There's really, Saza Pachulia isn't someone you're trying to target. No, neither is uh, neither is our our fanny pack. You can't see it right now. I guess it's hidden by the Kyrie shirt. Oh, Javale McGee. Uh, Javale yeah. McGee. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards the guards is where I'm at right now. Uh, Steph was the hero of the last matchup between the, uh, the Warriors and Nets. He had 71 fan ball points, came just shy of a triple double without KD in the lineup. Um, I still, I still like him in this one because of the fact that if there's anywhere I would say Brooklyn is defensively uh, a little bit better, it's with their wings. They've got Alan Crabb. They've got Karis LeVert. They've got Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Mm-hmm. They've at least got some guys with some length and some speed. Yep. They're all healthy now, too. That's key. None of them are going to shut down KD, but, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell, not exactly known for their defense. I think Steph could be capable of getting his in this one. Um, and same thing on the other side of the the coin. I like Dinwiddie and Russell. Um it's been hard to draw much of a distinction between those two for fantasy purposes over the last five. You're seeing almost identical minutes. Uh, Russell's averaging 31 fan ball points over that stretch. Dinwiddie's averaging 30. Uh, Russell's shown a little bit higher of a ceiling. He's gone for 40 fan ball points twice in those last five games, but he's also bottomed out at less than 21 twice. So he's a little little more risky is where Dinwiddie, he's, uh, he's only... I think 33 is the most he scored in the last five games, but he's also never dropped below 26. Um, so I guess what I would say is 50-50s. I'd probably go to Dinwiddie, just play it safe. And if I'm going, if I'm doing tournament play, I'd go with Russell, uh, take the higher ceiling. Uh, Drew Holiday against the Clippers de- depleted back, uh, backcourt. Excuse me. He's been ridiculous lately, averaging 43 fan ball points over his last 10, playing outrageously good since uh, Boogie went down. Really stepped up. Uh, my they're hot. They, how many games they won? One, two, they're three, up to four, the, the fourth seed in the West nine. right now. They've won nine in a row. I, I, I can't believe how well they're like. I, I can't tell if they're for real or not. I mean, here are the last nine wins Mavericks, they beat them by they killed them by 17. They beat the Spurs, which was a great win. They beat the Suns, who stink, beat the Bucks by two, beat Miami, who by one, killed the Lakers, beat the Pistons, beat Brooklyn, and lost to Philly. So, yeah, that's crazy. They're taking care of business. I, you have to say, I mean, Anthony Davis Sorry, obviously eight in a row. One, two, been out of three, his mind. Four, five, yeah, eight in a row going for nine against LA Clippers. Yeah, very impressive. Rondo's been good for them too. He's been dishing out double digits assist. Yep, he's uh, he's stepped right up too. And Davis has come down a little bit, but still he's he's still getting <laughs> well, when I went, mean, when your price is at 13000 or just on, I think he's at twelve eight now, but still. You almost have nowhere to go but down. Yeah, yeah we sort of priced him out. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, my stud, Jonas Valanciunas of the Toronto Raptors going against my Detroit Pistons. Ooh, interesting. Jakob uh, Podol, uh, he's been, he's had a few impressive outings lately, but there's no doubt this is, this is Valanciunas' team still. He's still the starter, still the clear leader in minutes, so let's not get crazy here. Uh, and especially when, when facing elite bigs on the other side, we saw it, uh, we saw it on Sunday when, uh, when Toronto took on the Drakes. Uh, going up against, uh, or excuse me, when the Drakes took on the Hornets. Screwed that up. Dang it. I'm sorry, Zach Lowe. I ruined your very good Toronto nickname. Uh, <laughs> going against Dwight Howard, though, he had 42, Valanciunas had 42 fan ball points in 30 minutes, 18 points, 13 rebounds. Great game. Uh, now, obviously, Valanciunas, not the most consistent big in the league. There's a reason that he only costs a hair over 5000 but uh, but I still like him against Detroit. 
Uh, he's had two varying, varying efforts so far. He had 45 fan ball points against Detroit the first time around, and then just 13 last week against the Pistons. Not so good. Uh, however, here's why I think he's going to be okay. You might think Detroit, because of the size they have down low with Drummond and Griffin, that they would be a tough matchup for opposing centers, but that's just not been the case. Detroit ranks 21st for the season in fanball points allowed to centers, and over the last 10 games, they've actually been worse, ranking 27th, allowing 50 fanball points per game to opposing centers. Uh, I like Valanchunas to redeem himself. He shot one for six last Monday. Only needs 28 fanball points to hit his value. I think he'll do that with ease. My dud on Wednesday is going to be Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. Checking in at 8,100 at the moment, going to face the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Love Mitchell, what he's been doing this season, been incredible, but there's not a lot lot I like about this matchup for him from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Mitchell off to a slow start since the All-Star break in his dunk contest heroics. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, hitting that little bit of a lot. Did a lot. Played the Rising Stars game to the All-Star dunk contest. That's a lot. Didn't get as much of a break, exactly. Uh, He's hit his value just once in his last five games, averaging 35 fan ball points over that stretch. That's nearly 10 points below what he needs to hit his average, or excuse me, to hit his value. Uh, Victor Oladipo, on the other hand, has proven to be an adept defender this year. He's part of the reason the Pacers rank sixth. In fanball points allowed to shooting guards over the last 10 games, they've really gotten it straightened out from the beginning of the season. Uh, these two teams rank 20th and 25th in pace, so you can expect this is going to be a slower temper, tempo game, not as many possessions, not as many points. And the only other time these two teams met this season, Mitchell finished with just 32 fanball points. I would fade him hard at 8,100. Some others that I like. Uh, Gary Harris and Will Barton Ugh. going up against Cleveland. God, that killed them. They absolutely roasted the Cavs on Sunday. 42 for Harris, 43 for Barton. Just crushed them. Uh, this will be out in Denver. Cleveland, obviously, still hasn't figured out the shooting guard uh, woes. Did you see that guy was trying to eat more chicken nuggets? Did you see this, Al? <laughs> One guy, a Cavs fan, was trying to eat more chicken nuggets than the Denver Nuggets were scoring points against the Cavs. He went out and bought over 100 chicken nuggets before the game. And it cost him thirty eight ninety nine, and he came up short. He ate a hundred and hundred and ten, hundred and eleven. I tweeted. I think it was hundred and eleven nuggets. If you go to my Twitter account, I retweeted him. I think it was hundred eleven nuggets. He ate chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and the Denver Nuggets scored one hundred and twenty seven, hundred twenty three. Yeah, something like that. So he he lost to the the Nugget Challenge. I wonder if he does it again here. I will be following He's this guy. If you want a lot of sweet and sour sauce for that many nugs, I think he was using straight ketchup. Uh, the oh, pictures that he that? Yeah, the pictures that, that he said was just straight ketchup. But, I mean, he hit, took a picture of all the nuggets laid out. It was insane. To think 100 nuggets could cost you thirty eight ninety nine, though, that's a pretty good deal. I was actually, th- that's a great deal. He's going to have nugget hangover for like four days. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> his last tweet was, I'm hungry, something I won't say for the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be, or go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, finish your thought. I was going to say, maybe that should be our next three-on-three contest uh, oh, the bet, bet loss. Ooh. Instead of doing the amount of points our team scores, it should be the point difference. Oh, so okay. like if you if you win by like twenty five, you have to. We should do it during the show. The loser. You want to do that next? I like that. That's really good. So yeah. the loser won't eat lunch, <laughs> or I would. Well, well, I would suggest not eating lunch. Well, it'll depend on the total. We've had some close ones. And right. We've had some blowouts. You're right. You're right. So, so this so could get ugly. The next, our next round three, and we'll get to that later in the show. The loser eats the difference. The, the, score. The, the difference of the score between us and chicken nuggets. We'll go out before the show. There's a Mickey D's right down the road from our studio in our office. We'll buy chicken nugs. 
We'll bring them back here and they'll eat them during the during show. The show. I during like the it. Show. Live on air. I like that. And Beautiful. it's an hour. So like if you try if it's like 30, eating 30 chicken nuggets an hour, that is a tall tall task. Out of all of that, the most savage thing is that he ate them with ketchup. My wife does that. That's a gross move. I'm Here, pretty sure you ketchup did. with nugs is that's not it's just not good. It oh no. I you, or even you could go with the sriracha ketchup. You can go with a lot oh, of different see, sauces. I don't know. What was he I, he could have been using that. Regular I, it ketchup? just looked like regular ketchup. I don't know. I don't respect that move. Although I feel like the sauce is extra calories. Would you just go straight when nugs? You're you eating can... 110 nugs. And the calories isn't exactly <laughs> your No, I'm saying this is like a marathon race, you know? It's like you, you can't yeah. uh, you can't be taking on anything extra. Oh, you There's can't no... be you, you got to cut your corners when you can. If you're trying to get up to 120 nugs, yeah. So he ate 115 nuggets. The Denver Nuggets scored 126. I pulled up his Twitter account now. Dear God. That's got to really hurt that you ate that many and you still came up short of what your goal was. That's ridiculous. And it was a trending topic on Twitter. How I saw it was his his hashtag was hashtag me versus nuggets. <laughs> and it's he's from Cleveland. Idea. Yeah, from Cleveland. Oh, you know what? Maybe I do see a sweet and sour sauce here. I'm looking at his Twitter now. There's definitely some sort of sweet and sour honey mustard or something like that. Okay. More respect then. Again, go to my Twitter account at JK underscore the Vaughn. I retweeted it. The guy's name is at mind of Quinn if you're looking for it. But yeah, really entertaining stuff. So I wonder if he does it again. I I think he has to. I think you have to go for it again. All right. From the McDonald's nugs back to the Denver nugs. That's right. Sorry. Off topic. (laughs) That was good. I like that tangent. Uh, Of the two between Barton and Harris, I like Barton a little bit more. He's been more consistent, has a higher ceiling. However, Thousand dollars split between them. Gary Harris at sixty three, Barton at seventy three. If you need to save that, I like Gary Harris a lot in this one too. But and this is a big butt, J.K. This is a juicy double. All right, this night is all about the big dogs. So I'm okay. I'm not even going to bother with Harris and Barton. We have Harden, Giannis, LeBron, and Anthony Davis all in action on Wednesday. Mm. I think you borderline have to have LBJ and the Brow. Or at least you know me. I like to take I like to take my chances with the big guys. I like to hit those home runs and then try and stash some values elsewhere. That's what I'm going to be doing Wednesday. I'm getting LBJ at twelve thousand nine hundred, or excuse me, twelve thousand eight hundred, and the brow at twelve thousand nine hundred. Now, if you're going to get those two, that's literally half of your salary. Exactly half of your salary. Oh. Your next six guys are going to have to be some bargains. So let's look at some cheaper guys here. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. fifty one hundred. He's going to be seeing a much bigger role with Tristan Thompson down uh, out at least the next week, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Should get they're a lot going on a road run. trip, whether or not they're going on a West Coast road trip, whether or not he goes, will de- will tell you whether or not he actually plays. So he'd follow those Cleveland guys, McMenamin, Jason Lloyd. So I think relative to what his price is here, he could be a great value. Jarrell Martin of the Memphis Grizzlies great. checking in at 4,400. This is going to be a brutal matchup. You got two of the worst teams in the league, <laughs> Bulls. Bulls and Grizzlies, they have oh. combined to win three of their last 20 games. Tank Fest 2018, but we don't care. We'll take those garbage stats. Jarrell Martin has seen 30-plus minutes in six of his last eight games. Over his last three games, he's gone for 28, 35, 43 fanball points. Not too shabby at all at his price, 4,400. My boy Reggie Bullock, still only 4,200. Helped me big time in 3v3 this past week. Uh, he has a tough matchup against the Raptors. He scored 20 points again, uh, 20 points against them, uh, on last Monday, but the rest of the week he went 25, 29 and 30 fan ball points. Like I said, I know the Raptors are tough on defense, but 
Bullock is consistently getting 30 more or 30 or more minutes a night, and uh, he's never afraid to let it fly from deep. Look for his shot. I still like Bullock at 4,200. Costa Kufis coming in at 3,700. A little riskier, but uh, he scored 27 or more fan ball points in two of his three matchups against the Pelicans this season, and that includes a season-high 47. The last time he faced the Pelicans, he grabbed 17 rebounds and scored 17 points, so not too shabby. Uh, you have to keep a look, uh, close eye on the Kings, uh, rest schedule. They vary, they sit their vets, yeah. but they're going to have two games off heading into this matchup. They don't play tonight. They don't play Tuesday and they don't play the night after on Thursday. So I should think everybody is on the table here. There's really no, uh, it doesn't mean they won't. You still need to pay attention, yeah. but you know, they, they kind of sit their vets and back to backs. You've got nothing like that to worry about. Uh, Kufus has scored 23 fan ball points in each of his last three games. I, at 3,700, something to think about. And then in your guards, DJ Augustine. I can't give you an entire lineup here, but DJ Augustine taking on Isaiah Thomas and the uh, the Lakers, yeah. not bad. Not bad at all. And he's only, I believe, 5,100. And with that, I will hand it off to JK. All right, Thursday, my stud is leading off Dwight Howard against the Brooklyn Nets. He, Dwight Howard's come down a little bit. He was at one point at 8,900. He's come all the way back down to 8,200. But like we t- Aaron just talked about earlier, Nets terrible against the center uh, against opposing centers. They're dead last, slowing them down. Last time out against the Nets, Howard had 24 rebounds that tied the most for this season for him. He also collected 50 fan ball points and 50 fan ball points for Howard. His price right now is just a little bit more than six times his value. It's like 6.2 if you do the decimals. And the Hornets will be in the middle of a three-game home stretch here. While the Nets will be traveling from Golden State, like Aaron talked about on Tuesday night. So they fly out after the game on Tuesday night. They're losing about three hours of sleep. They have a day in between, but still, I think that jet lag kind of catches up with the Nets there in this spot. Love Howard Thursday night. The Nets are allowing a, uh, 46, their opponents to score an average of 46 points in the paint. So I love Dwight Howard Thursday night. 8,200. Again, his prices come down. A couple other guys to target. Westbrook is now Russell Westbrook against the Phoenix Suns. Westbrook's up to $13,000. That's a steep price. Against Phoenix Suns, Alfred Payton is now on the Phoenix Suns. Has been playing well offensively, but defensively, slowing down opposing point guards. Their numbers have taken a turn for the worse. Over their last five games, they're averaging an, they're allowing an average, average of 66 fanball points. That's top five worst in fanball over that, over that time period. And he needs 71 fanball points with that $13,000 price tag. He's eclipsed that he's eclipsed that value only twice in his past ten games, but I think versus the Suns here, I think he can get that with Alfred Payton being they're giving up sixty six. He only needs seventy one. I mean, he can get that at five extra points that they're giving up. So oh, he can hundred percent. I wrote this on uh, on Friday on Fanball.com, As a matter of fact, uh, hold on, let me pull. I had to pull this up. Uh, over the last two seasons, last two seasons, Russ is averaging seventy seven Fanball points against the Suns. 77 fan ball points. Really? Wow. That's a great stat. In five games. Great stat. Yeah. And then just last week, on that Friday that I put that up, I think he put up 81. Yeah. So that's six matchups now. Yeah, exactly. So pay that 13,000. Pay that 13,000. Play Russ against the Suns on Thursday. Uh, We have another battle between Miami and Philadelphia 76ers. That means a little internal beef between Joel Embiid, Hassan Whiteside. These guys have been playing each other recently. Uh, I am going to side with. Hassan Whiteside here, pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> he's at $7,500 right now. Last appearance against the 76ers, Whiteside outproduced Embiid. He put up a double-double. Embiid did not put up a double-double. 
Embiid scored 41 fan ball points. Whiteside scored 47 fan ball points. In three games against the 76ers this year, this is actually a great stat. In three games against the 76ers this year, he's had three blocks in all three games. Wow. In the last game out, he had three blocks and three steals against the Philadelphia 76ers. So he's contributing to the steals and the blocks, which again, that's those extra two points are big. Huge. And so I like Whiteside here. It's a little bit of a cheaper price tag, but I'm going to go with Whiteside against over Embiid, $7,500. Uh, Devin Booker's back healthy. He looks really good. He looks, He's looked amazing. Uh, he's playing at least 30. He's played at least 33 minutes in his last seven games. He's eclipsed 30 fan ball points in four of his last five games, which has translated to performances of 60, 67, and 49 fan ball points twice in four of his last five games. Uh, since the Thunder have lost Andre Roberson, uh, or Robertson, they've struggled with defensive end. It's the incredible mo- what a huge effect that's it's, had on it's them. It's insane. It can't and be they, understated or they're, overstated. They're, they're, they signed Corey Brewer to try to bring in some defensive help. I'm not sure if that's going to work out or not. I mean, Billy Donovan did have Brewer at Florida when they, when they won all those state, uh, national yeah, championships. Yeah, way back when. But uh, in the month of February, they ranked 25th in opponents' field goal percentage allowed. Uh, they allowed their opponents to shoot 47% from the field. Uh, Booker himself this year is averaging 43%. So I like Booker to have a big game here without uh, with the Thunder missing Roberson. So, uh, again, I'm kind of going on Aaron's point here. A couple guys that you're going to want to – I'm planning on stacking Russ and Howard on Thursday night. Okay. So a couple of cheap guys that you're going to need to offset that $13,000 and $8,200 price tag. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I'm saying – Bielitsa is the last name. Bielitsa, okay. I looked Nemanj, up a YouTube <laughs> Nemanja Bielitsa uh, from Minnesota is starting at small forward now for the Timberwolves now that Jimmy Butler is done, I would am assuming, for the rest of the regular season. He's at $4,800. He's seeing crazy minutes. He's exceeded 30 minutes his last four games, and he's averaged seven and a half rebounds over that same time frame. Point-wise, don't expect much from him. He's, he, his last four games, he's scored 12 points. Those are That's his, the most he's scored in the, his past four games. But he gets rebounds. He does a little bit of everything well. But at four thousand eight hundred dollars, you're seeing thirty plus minutes. Gotta like you can't it. do, but you can't do better than that. And added bonus, little Floyd Mayweather esque. He can dodge a punch. Remember when Aaron Afalo <laughs> swung on him? He got back from that thing. Yes, he did. He got out of the way. Of yes, that. he did. Little uh, Bob and Weave. Yes, he did. Little. That's right. Little Bob and Weave. Yeah, he's got. If some, he takes yeah. that punch, he's out of the game. You can't have that. No, guy no, goes down early. No. Uh... <laughs> And then another one to keep an eye of. I have this start here on our, on our, on our show notes. Uh, as of today, Monday night, Kyrie Irving's out today at the storm night against the Chicago Bulls. They're on a road trip in Chicago. They Their next game is Thursday at Minnesota. This is the last game of their three-game road trip. I doubt Kyrie plays. What do you think? I agree with you. I think they probably take it safe. It's the knee that I'm pretty sure it's the knee that he, I should have looked this up before we came to the show. I'm pretty sure it's the knee that he fractured in that finals game, which he has said. And there was rumors this year with the whole Kyrie and Cavs saga that he threatened to have knee surgery because he needs it at some point. It's just a scope cleanup that he probably needs. He'll probably get it at the end of the season, but he needs knee surgery at some point. So he's feeling soreness after that Rockets game. He's now playing tonight. I would imagine they take it slow if he sits. Terry Rozier is a must-play at Minnesota, $4,900. If you're going to run Russ out of point guard, throw Rozier in at that guard spot. Love Rozier here at $4,900. If, only if Kyrie does not play. Again, if Kyrie doesn't play, Rozier is a must-start. Those are my guys on Thursday. My dud is going to be Kevin Durant, $10,500 versus the Spurs. Um, 
I just don't like the Warriors team fantasy wise. They just, just haven't been not, great lately. They're just a good team. They're just such a solid team and everyone contributes, but none of them are great fantasy performers. You just haven't had anybody really going off. You've had a, you know, every so often somebody's kind of just barely clipping over yeah. the value, but it's so balanced. It's so hard to gauge on any given night. It, yeah. Even with the when the matchups seem to favor one player over another, it's so hard yep. to gauge them right now. And this is they're at home against the San Antonio Spurs is a, a national TV game. He's come under he's performed under value in 9 of his last 10 games. He's faced he just faced the Spurs on February 10th. He only scored 10 points to go along with 30 fan ball points. That's way under his value. Despite the Warriors being a fast team, they rank second in pace. The Spurs are the complete opposite of that. They rank 29th in pace. I got to believe Popovich does everything in his power to slow things down offensively that therefore then that slows down the Warriors offense. Don't like Durant Thursday night 10,500 at home against the Spurs. Friday, stud, going right back to Aaron's boy, Andre Drummond, $9,800. I love the big men, baby. Feed the big men. <laughs> They're playing the Chicago Bulls, who have sat Robin Lopez since they came out of the All-Star break. Robin Lopez is a great interior defender. And with them sitting Lopez, their numbers slowing down opposing centers have taken another another team. The numbers have taken a turn for the worse. They're allowing an awful average of 59 fanball points to opposing centers. That's bottom five in fan ball in the last five games. So the Bulls, as of today, March 5th, here's a little stat nugget for you. I don't know if you know this. As of today, uh, today's March 5th, Drummond has had 18 straight double-doubles. Wow, I was not aware of that. That trails only Bob Lanier. For the longest streak in Pistons history, He is Lanier's got 19 double-doubles. You know what streak I would like to see in? Years without a playoff win. <laughs> Two and eight, two and eight in the last ten games. Not gonna happen. Uh, anyway, but you're from fan, who gives a shit because fantasy wise, you're you gotta play him. Gotta play him with Lopez yep. on the bench. The Bulls are allowing 16 points and 10 rebounds to opposing centers, and even with Lopez, this is their second meeting against the Bulls, the Pistons, and the Bulls. And the first time they played, Lopez actually played, and Drummond dropped 57 fan ball points. He only needs 53 fan ball points to be a value. Without Lopez, I definitely think he exceeds 57. Love Drummond, $9,800 at home against the Bulls Friday. Others to target, uh, Giannis has come all the way down to $11,000 versus the New York Knicks. He's been spotty recently, but been you, you got to hit your spots with him Yeah, now. two games against the Knicks this year. He's collected two double-doubles and scored 53 fan ball points and 57 fan ball points. Knicks, without Porzingis, have lost all the will to play, it seems like. <laughs> in February, they've ranked 25th in defensive rating, and they've lost their last 12 out of 13 games. Hey, Yikes. They're, they're in tank mode. They're going for that number one pick. We need that. Wah, wah, wah. They've lost 12 of the last 13 games. A blowout could happen here, but because the and the blowout could happen because one of those games, the Bucks had beaten the Knicks by 13. So just look look for Giannis here. He's had two double doubles against the Knicks. I like him, but it could get ugly here. Another one, Victor Oladipo, $9,800 against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I had touted this, I think, last week. He came up with... He came up a couple points shy. Now, he's played him uh, his last 10 games. He's played the Hawks twice. He went for 48 and 49 fan ball points. He needs 53 fan ball points to be a value. I found this little stat. I liked it. The Hawks ranked 24th in fan ball, slowing down opposing shooting guards. Oh, the Depot leads the league in steals, averaging about 2.2 steals a game. Incredible. His, his hands ha- are quick. The Hawks this year for turnovers ranked 27th in turnovers in the league. They're, they have, they're averaging. 15 and a half turnovers a game as a team. Sheesh. And that's only going to go down. That's only going to go down with Ilya Sova and Bellinelli 
both veterans have been bought out and shipped out. And they're adding in a bunch of young guys who barely have any experience. So I like Victor Oladipo here, $9,800 against the Hawks. And then a couple other guys, uh, LeBron James, 12800 at Los Angeles Clippers. Got to think he stays in one of his two houses in L.A. in the comfort of his home. <laughs> Got to love that. Uh, he's been lighting it up since the trade. He's had at least 55 handball points in the last 10 games. That's included five triple doubles. Since the Clippers have acquired Tob- Tobias Harris, they've struggled to slow down imposing small forwards. They ranked 25th over the last five games in doing so. And the last time out against the Clippers, uh, LeBron dropped 67 fanball points. He needs 70, but I think he can get that number uh, against Tobias and the Clippers. Uh, De- same game, DeAndre Jordan, $8,200. Like Aaron pointed out earlier with Nance, uh, there's no Tristan Thompson against against the Clippers here. Last time out, DeAndre Jordan hauled in 22 rebounds with 20 points. That's 59 fanball points. That's more than seven times his current value at $8,200. Love DeAndre Jordan on Friday night. And then we go two more. Actually, three more. Uh, Lonzo Ball. He looked yeah. great the other night against the Spurs, hitting six threes. Uh, and 11 assists. He's like the third Laker to ever do that in the history of the, of the organization. That was 51 fan ball points, which is seven times his value. He faces a Denver Nuggets team like Aaron talked about. They struggle to slow down opposing point guards. Enos Kanter at Milwaukee Bucks. We've talked about it on the show countless times. I can't even remember how many times. Bucks are the last team in rebounding in the league. Kanter's two games against the Bucks, double doubles, overvalue, 7,700. Love Kanter. DJ Augustine, $5,300 at Sacramento Kings. Uh, faces a Kings team over the last 10 games, is dead last in slowing down opposing point guards, starting an average of 55 fanball points. He's at $5,300. Love him. DeMontis Sabonis against the Hawks. They're back-to-back. Love Your DeMontis. Boy. I'm loving the big men. I give so much big men love on this show. <laughs> love. They're ranked 27th, slowing down opposing big men. He's had double-doubles against them in his past two games. They're both overvalued. And I think that's it. Dud, Stephen Curry, at Portland Trailblazers, $10,000. We talked about it with Durant. I have my, I'm going back-to-back Warrior Duds. This is a tight spot. So, yeah, this is Thursday night. They're in Golden State against San Antonio National TV. Friday, they got to, Thursday night, they got to travel overnight to Portland to play a, a rested Portland team. I think they have a day or two off before they play Golden State at home. Curry's last time playing, last time playing in Portland, he was six of seven shooting, dropping only 17 points. He's way undervalued in that last game against Portland. Do not like Curry Friday night, 10,000 against Portland. All right, I will take us into Saturday with the stud. I'll be honest, this is uh, this is one I struggled with a little bit. It's only a five-game slate, and there's Ooh. just nobody who's jumping off. It was weird that Saturday's a light slate and Sunday's a heavy slate. I know. Usually it's the uh, opposite. Exact opposite. But uh, the one guy who really did jump out to me here was Bradley Beal going against the Miami Heat. Heat ranked 23rd in fan ball points allowed to shooting guards, uh, giving up more than 46 per game. Uh, in Beal's two previous matchups with Miami this season, he scored 40 and 48 fan ball points. It's a little bit below the 51 he's going to need to hit his value on Saturday, but it's not far off, especially when you consider John Wall played in both of those previous games. His usage obviously much higher now that Wall's out, like Bradley Beal there. A couple others, Nicholas Batum at 6,900. Nice. Versus the <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Uh, he's been really good lately. He's had seven or he's more assists unreal. in eight straight games. Incredible. He's been uh, awesome. Over that stretch, averaging 37 fanball points, which is exactly what he needs to hit his value. The Suns ranked 27th in fanball points allowed to shooting guards. They just are terrible in the backcourt defensively. Like that a lot. Another one, uh, 
is my last one, as a matter of fact. Tobias Harris checking in at 7,100 against the Orlando Magic. He's been very good. Danilo Gallinari out for at least another two weeks. Uh, going against the Orlando Magic, you got to like that matchup. Even with uh, even with Aaron Gordon back, one to target there. The rest, I would just keep a close eye on injury updates or uh, potential rest candidates on Saturday. There's nobody matchup-wise that was really just jumping off the page at me. Yeah, it's a light schedule, too, which is weird. You don't see that. On Saturday nights, I'll use it. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do the dud Saturday. Uh, I think I talked about it earlier. Russell Westbrook, $13,000 against the San Antonio Spurs. He needs 71 fan ball points to be evaluated. That's a lot. I don't like him here. I talked about it again earlier. Spurs, second to last, second to slow. They're ranked 29th. That's an easier way to say it. They're ranked 29th in pace. They are a slow team. And DeJounte Murray is the best right now, the highest rated defensive player in the league, best defensive rating. That it translates to them slowing down point cards. They're the second best team in fan ball, slowing down opposing point cards. Uh, two games this year against the Spurs. He's performed under value. Do not like Russell Westbrook on uh, Saturday. Thir- 13,000 needs 71. Stay away. And then I go right into Sunday, right? Yes, you do. Uh, I'm targeting the Brooklyn Nets. Love me the big man. Give me the process. <laughs> Joel Embiid at Brooklyn, $10,600. Love him in this spot. Like we've ta- talked about here countless times. The Brooklyn Nets are dead last, slowing down opposing centers. He collected a double-double and 53 fan ball points his last time out against the Nets. Against the Nets. In, February, in the month of February, the Nets ranked 27th in defensive rating. Love Joel Embiid. A couple other guys I'm going to target before I turn it over to Aaron. Bobby Portis is now starting for the Chicago Bulls. This is the first game he's starting is tonight, Monday, against the Celtics. He's been on fire, $6,800. He plays the Atlanta Hawks over their last five games with Ilyasova out and John Collins in. They've surrendered 61 fanball points to opposing power forwards. Carl Anthony Towns versus Golden State Warriors, leading the team in usage since Jimmy Butler's gone down. Uh, the most recent meeting against the Warriors, he had a double-double and 54 fanball points. Same game, Kevin Durant, $10,500. Last time he played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and this may have been the best fantasy performance from a Warrior, which was January 25th, he went for a triple-double. Wiggins cannot... Slow down Durant at all He's without not very Jimmy good Butler. Defensively, period. Without Jimmy Butler, this team has struggled to, to stop elite players. The Timberwolves love Durant here at ten thousand five hundred dollars at Minnesota. Uh, a couple more guys: Dennis Schroeder, seven thousand four hundred dollars versus the Chicago Bulls. They rank twenty eighth, slowing down opposing point guards. Tank is on. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's an awful game. Hawks at Bulls. Oh. Stay away. Brutal. Stay away. Do something better. This is a brutal week Go to for Home Bulls Depot. games. Like I know there's no good Bulls game at this point, but God, Bulls Grizzlies, yeah, Bulls uh, Hawks. Oh, if you're, a, if you're a Bulls fan, yeah, this is a rough week for you. Uh, my guy George Hill, Cleveland point guard at Los Angeles Lakers, five thousand two hundred dollars. Like Aaron talked about with Isaiah Thomas and Lonzo Ball. Over their last five games, they ranked 29th, slowing down opposing point guards. Love Hill and De'Aaron Fox, six thousand seven hundred dollars at Denver Nuggets. They struggle. They struggled all season stopping point cards. They're also last in opponents' uh, field goal percentage, allowing just shy of 50% from opponents. And then Aaron's got the dud on Sunday. I do. And this is, is, I knew you, when I saw you typing this, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) You had to know I was going to. Real quick, on on, uh, Sunday, would you at all consider playing Isaiah Thomas against the Cavs? He's going to take like 40 shots. Like he's not going to be good and they the Lakers will lose. Uh, but he's got to he's got to be spiteful and just like jack up Cavs, a ton of so shots. So I'm looking at the uh their Cavs are the fourth worst team right now slowing down point cards. Isaiah is a, he's season. not particularly cheap. That's the other problem. Yeah, he's he's played well, but over the last 6, five the Lakers are the second worst team. I would I would think about it. Well, how much is he? 6900 once again. 
Nice. I would think about it. You got to think there's some revenge there. He's coming off the bench though. Yeah, I don't think he's going to pr- play particularly well, but I think he's going to come off the bench and he's just going to yak. Like, yeah. I just who gives a shit? It's the not Lakers a bad, bad idea. I would consider it. I, well, I didn't think about it at all until I just saw the. I wasn't thinking about that yeah, matchup. Yeah, because there's well, there's a couple other point guards like at Hill either. Eh, I guess you're right if you because you're you're going to get into your dud. Schroeder, I like. There's a lot of point good point guards available. Yeah, Sacramento just, against Denver, but yeah, if you want to consider that, is that game on? That game's on ESPN too. Uh, sorry, just ESPN. That game is on ESPN as well, uh, nine o'clock Eastern time. Isaiah could be looking to yeah shine the. That's not a bad idea. I didn't think about that either. Just again, I don't. But think, I just from I, a basketball perspective, it will not be good. Like I don't think it'll even necessarily be a particularly good game that helps the Lakers win. But I can see him just like I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna show these guys like I you know I'm capable. I can score. I can you know do my thing. Interesting. Yeah. And think about six, what was he? Six six thousand nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. So not terrible. You it. need about uh, give or take thirty six, thirty seven fan mm-hmm. ball points out of him. Not not terrible. Not undoable. All right. My dud. Kyle Lowry checking in <laughs> seven thousand five hundred, going against the New York Knickerbockers, who are terrible. They snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory last night against the Kings. Which again, if you are a Knicks fan, you got to be rejoicing. You are all in on that number one pick. But this is a spiteful dud pick. This is an and something I have not gotten over with in the months that have passed since. I heaped so much damn oh, praise on Kyle Lowry. I put it in the Daily Article. I was all over it. The last time he was yeah. going to face the Knicks, his four straight double-doubles against the Knicks, 40-plus fanball points in every game. I loaded him up into my internal contest lineups here at Fanball all over him. And what do you do? He scored 18 friggin' fanball points. Just submarine every last one of my this lineups. Is pure spite. This is just spite. You're, this is what you get, Kyle Lowry. You are a dud now. You How did, does it feel? How did, does it feel, Kyle? You did this to yourself. But on a somewhat more serious note, Lowry has only hit his value once in his last five games following the All-Star break. He's averaging this 35 fanball points over that stretch. He needs about 42 to hit his value, so... Uh, the Knicks, and actually, uh, you know, they're starting Emmanuel Moutier. They're starting Frank Nilakina. I know it's they're not great defensively. Matchup, yeah. But the last 10 matchups, they they rank 18th. Really? So, oh, I mean, that's good. not great, but no. it's also not what, terrible. I, I wouldn't have said that. I that's, wouldn't have thought that. Before I went to look it up, I thought they were going to be like, you know, bottom five. So. I, thought, I would have said the same thing. A yep. little better than I thought. All right, that takes us on to 3v3. I took it home last week by about uh, 25 points, which wouldn't have been bad nugget total. You know, that'd have been work, Actually, but 25 no, I got would it be doable. 35. It was 35. Wait, did you do, tally up the points in the spreadsheet? Is this final? Yeah. Yeah, that's three, final. Three, four. Sorry, am so I you, doing you the You had 325 and a quarter, and I had 298.75. So it was like 27 nugs. No, it's 35. I got a calculator right now. All right. Wait, did I have 335? Or? You had 325. And you had 298, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm adding in the decimals. 325 minus 25 minus. I'm pretty sure I'm people come and help me out here. This is 27 points. 98. I'm not, I wasn't exactly a math major. Five equals. Oh no, 26 and a half. I must have (laughs) typed in a wrong number. So 20, 26 and a half nuggets. That's, that's a lot in an hour. That's, it's a meal. That's a, that's a full meal right there. So how many nuggets is that a minute? It's like, uh, well, we're going a little long tonight. We're, we're, this is a little longer tonight, and an average show would be a little over. A little over. Uh, uh, one nugget a minute? A nugget a minute. I'm hoping to and really. I'm, I'm making a bold strategy here. I'm going bold as hell. I don't think this has ever been done in Whitlock. This is Whitlock in the Vaughn history. Well, then lead us off here. Yeah, I haven't actually right. even seen your lineup yet. So we are we changed the rules up. We're allowing one uh, for 
one team that's playing four games, you're allowed to pick one player or you're allowed to pick one player from a team that's playing four games for the week. So that we don't limit ourselves because there's only ever three or four teams who have four matchups sure. a week. So, so Aaron, I going into it, I wanted Larry Nance Jr. because I was as soon as I saw Thompson was out, I was like, oh, perfect, he's low, low price. Aaron beat me to it; he put it down first. <laughs> so I, I won't ruin Aaron's pick. Well, I already did. So, but uh, I'm going to go with. I saw the starting lineup right before we came on the show. I'm going to go with Rodney Hood as my guard. Four thousand three hundred dollars at Denver, at LA Clippers, at Lakers. New starting five: the Cleveland Cavaliers, George Hill, J.R. Smith. Rodney Hood, LeBron James, Larry Nance Jr. Those are your new five. Shoot is in the streets. So I think that's going to be your next five when they go on the road trip too. Right after this game, uh, after this game against the Pistons tonight, I think that that uh, that starting lineup carries over for the next three games in Denver, in LA, both times against the Clippers and the Lakers. So I like Hood four thousand three hundred dollars. I'm paying up, ponying up for Kevin Durant. Ooh, big money, big money. Ten thousand five hundred dollars. He's got four games. First Brooklyn, love it. Versus Spurs, hated it. Versus Portland, he dropped 50 last time he was in Portland. Even though it's on a back-to-back, he dropped 50. Remember that. And then Minnesota Timberwolves, triple-double. So you got two amazing matchups there. Two amazing one matchups. that's you don't like so much and one that's one still that's, pretty okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Now for my center, I only that leaves me. So with $4,300 no, $4, and $10,500, that left me $3,500 for a center. <laughs> I scoured the bottom of the barrels for the cheapest SOB I could find. And I found... A decent gem. His name is Tyson Chandler. And he's only playing twice. Oh, He's 3,000 for this. So I am giving Aaron a game because I am so confident that KD is going to post up massive, massive numbers that I'm giving, I'm folding the tent on one of the games. And I'm giving Tyson, and Tyson Chandler could sit a game and I'd be totally <laughs> screwed. But I'm so confident that Durant's going to carry me to victory. I'm taking Tyson Chandler, $3,400. At Charlotte, at OKC, I am folding in the game. This was the best I could do, folks. That is a first. I needed three thousand. That was a first. We've I'm never seen giving, a two gamer. Never seen a two gamer. Just you give have me to the put two the games. Where your mouth is, and oh, I like breakfast. that. I put the nuggets where the mouth is. <laughs> Dear God, don't eat breakfast next Monday either. You're going to be eating some nugs, my dude. Bring a fucking shovel. KD is going to give me seventy and eighty t- twice. I'm loving that KD. <sighs> All right, Here now, Aaron, what do you got? I will never live it down if I lose this one. This oh, would be my worst loss if I, I lose will, with you having Tyson Chandler playing two This will games. go into the into the lures, the Hall of Fame. I folded in a game. and <laughs> Tyson Chandler making me eat the Tyson chicken. All right, here we go. Here's my lineup. <laughs> At guard, Drew Holiday. This is my four-gamer. He gets the Clippers, the Kings, the Wizard, and the Jazz. I talked about it earlier in the show. I love the way he's playing right now. Love the usage. 40 or more fan ball points in four of his last five. He's been great. My forward, as J.K. alluded to, Larry Nance Jr. at 5,100. Going to be getting a lot more time on the court. Love that he gets a revenge game against his former team in L.A. Oh, yeah, didn't think about that. Somewhere he's very comfortable with the Clippers and Lakers later in the week. Like that a lot. My center is going to be Franklin Kaminsky of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Another one kind of similar to what J.K. was talking about earlier. Two matchups I really like. He gets Brooklyn. I love. He gets Phoenix. I love Philly against the process. That's going to be a little tougher. Uh, he's been getting some good run there behind Dwight Howard. He scored 22 or more fan ball points in five of his last six. I don't need him to be great. I just need him to not bottom out. <laughs> don't bottom out, especially with two games. That's, that's, that's it. Just nothing, Come on, Frank, nothing bottom below out. 15. Don't get injured. Yeah, <laughs> that's don't that's get all it, I need. Yeah. Uh, we got Cavs Pistons tonight. My Pistons are going to get moited in cold blood. That might be a 20-plus point game. Who's starting five? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. We'll They're see shorthanded, how, though. That game's in Cleveland. 
Uh, yes, in Cleveland, no Tristan Thompson, no Kevin Love, no Jeff Green. That's a lot of size they're missing. Nance starting at five, and Bur- Anti Zizic is going to have to play minutes off the bench. Actually, I take it back then. Pistons, losers of eight of their last ten, only win games that they shouldn't, apparently. Don't win games that they should. Cavs new starting lineups, Pistons win in Cleveland. Wow. And still miss the playoffs and still lose their draft pick, and the future is still very bleak. But tonight, on Monday, we feast. We feast on your lack of big men. Oh, dear. It's going to come it's back. On. You love the big it men? It's on. I love the big men. Yeah, I know. It's gonna, it's, my love is gonna, for the big men is going to come back and haunt me. It's going to haunt you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Have a good night. Take care.